is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey everybody, this is it. This is our final episode of season 12, and we've been here bringing you some of the best content from our 2023 Church for the Rest of Us conference, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Leslie Bennett. Leslie, what do we have for our listeners today? Well, today we're going to talk about developing an internship program specifically with college students. We believe that college students are a vital part of God's design for the neighborhood church, and we want to give them real ministry responsibility, whether it be for a summer or all year round. Yeah, that's something we're really passionate about here at Family Church. I love it that we give young people an opportunity to do real ministry work. We don't treat them as grunts around here. We bring them in and we train them to lead. We invest in them. We let them lead because we believe that young people are the leaders of today, not just the leaders of tomorrow. Plus, we have two great leaders speaking on this topic, Derek and Andrew. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and let's get with it. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Pastor Jimmy and Leslie. Uh, my name is Derek Simpson. I serve as one of the pastors at our downtown campus, and I have the privilege of overseeing uh, all the ministry and staff and teams and direction of our uh, downtown campus and also do some other things with some of our uh, age-graded ministries across the Family Church Network. I'm here with my good friend, Andrew Hernandez. Yes, uh, I'm Andrew Hernandez, as Pastor Derek mentioned. I used to serve downtown for five years in high school ministry, and uh, now I get the privilege of serving at our Jupiter campus and just uh, get the privilege to just oversee the campus and serving the families over there. Yeah, so Andrew and I are both dads, and I've got uh, one wife, Megan. We've got five kids, and our uh, sixth is on the way. And Andrew, tell me about your family. Yeah, I have two kids. I'm trying to catch up to Pastor Derek, but as you can see, he keeps adding to his number. So I have two kids, Ellie, she's two and a half. Baby Zane, he's a year, one years old, two months. That's an expensive race to uh, try to win, my friend. <laughs> All right. Hey, so today we're talking about how to build an internship program and specifically with college students, although they wouldn't have to be college students. We've done, you and I have both done things like this with people who are not in college. And so if you're not living where you're somewhere near uh, college age students, you could do this with any kind of volunteers. But Andrew, let's just kind of start off. We're, we're talking about how to build an internship, some, some principles for uh, how to build the foundation and how to, how to see something like this grow. Why is this such an important conversation? Yeah, for me, when I think about my own story, uh, I think about my life 10 years ago. I was a brand new believer. I didn't know anything about church. I didn't know anything about ministry. I didn't know anything about what it meant to be a Christian. I remember I was in a Bible study. It was uh, one of the first Bible studies I was in, and the person leading the Bible study he said uh, for everyone to open up to the book of Jonah. And I'm looking through my Bible, and I can't find the book of Jonah. And I'm just like wondering, man, what's going on? And so what's going on is everyone has to read out loud. And so it's coming to me where I have to start reading. And at this point, I have no idea what's going on. And so I kind of raised my hand. I said, hey, I can't find the book of Jonah. And so they come over to me and they said, hey, you're actually missing the whole Old, Test Old Testament. You only have the New Testament. And I was like, great. I didn't even know that. And so to go from someone like that 10 years ago, where didn't even know there was an Old Testament, a New Testament to where I'm at now and the, the way I get to serve, 
I would say the big reason that I'm here now is because of programs like the internship and leaders uh, like yourself, Pastor Derek. And so it's just been an awesome thing for me to experience. And uh, it's just helped me grow so much. Well, it's one of the fun things that we get to do is developing people. And fortunately, by the time you and I met, you you already knew there was an Old Testament and you were already well along your way. And you benefited from a lot of great leaders that invested in you uh, along the way. It's been fun to watch you grow. So oftentimes people will contact us and say, hey, can you send us the materials that you guys use for building an internship? We have some materials, but really today what we're going to talk about are some principles that really precede any kind of written materials. And uh, so we've structured all these on kind of how to, what to value. Sometimes uh, the things that we should value are not the most intuitive things. And principle number one is valuing making disciples over producing leaders. What do we mean by that when we say value making disciples over just producing leaders? Yeah. When we first kind of started our internship, so we had very limited resources and very limited leaders. And so we had a small college ministry. And so at that point, we had to make a decision. Either we were going to just use up our resources and leaders into producing an internship or use up our leaders and resources to build our college ministry. And at the point, we decided to just build the internship. And the reason we did that is because as part of the internship, what we do is we press heavily into discipleship. And so we do our best for the interns to grow spiritually. And so one of our main goals for the internship is for students, once they finish the internship, is to just love Jesus more. So we believe that's where ultimately the internship needs to kind of lead them to what they can do. And so one of the things I always tell the interns is the best thing you can offer our organization, the best thing you can offer your future family, the best thing you can offer kind of any situation that you're in is your relationship with Jesus. It's not your gifting. It's not your purpose. It's not any of these other things. The best thing you can offer is your relationship with Jesus. And so we really press into that and we really press into discipleship. Yeah, so you're really trying to focus on on building Christian disciples that become leaders and and part of discipleship is leadership is basically what you're saying. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. All right. So number two, value collaboration over ownership. What do you mean by value collaboration over Mm -hmm. ownership? Yeah. So getting the opportunity to lead the internship for a few years, I've always had the opportunity to talk to other intern leaders. And one of the things they mentioned to me is they feel like they have to do the internship by themselves. And so they get a budget and they get all these different goals, but primarily they feel like they have to lead these interns by themselves. And so at Family Church, we found out that's not the best way to raise leaders. And so the best way to illustrate this would be to just show, kind of share what we do. And so, for example, when an intern comes into our program, they automatically get three different leaders. And so they get their campus pastor, they get their ministry specific leader, and then they get their accountability leader. And so the way it works through the summer is these three leaders, they kind of collaborate and they find ways to just just invest in the intern and grow the intern and really give them feedback from, from there. I think that's a really important point because uh, if you think about just so much of the weight that falls on the, the shoulders of church leaders, everybody's super busy. They all Everybody's got a lot of things going on. And so uh, here it could sound like we're just saying, hey, on top of everything else that you're doing, you need to build this super complicated internship program. But really what you're talking about is creating a culture of collaboration where multiple people invest in a few college students. And if everybody invests in them a little bit, they can take some huge steps forward. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we really do value collaboration. And ultimately, we believe that's the best way to raise leaders for for the kingdom. All right. So principle number three for us then is value the process over the product. And so we're talking about valuing the process over the product. 
we're really talking more about the fact that if we are really doing, if our, if our motivations for why we have an internship is just to get more help for our ministry, that's often either free or kind of at a reduced labor rate, that's probably not the best motivation. We, we know, we already said, Hey, we're trying to build disciples. We're trying to do it collaboratively together. And so we need to care more about the process of how we invest in them and what they're learning and what they're doing than like what they actually do for us. And so we talk about sometimes just the example of minor league baseball. I know that I know that you're a huge baseball fan, right? Yeah, growing up in South Florida, big baseball culture. <laughs> uh, we, we use uh, oftentimes the Yankees. You know, that's a kind of a popular franchise or whatever. The Yankees have, in addition to their their major league baseball team, they have seven minor league teams in the U.S. and in a couple in other countries. And so there's hundreds of people in the Yankees organization that are being paid to play professional baseball, some of whom, most of whom will never, ever play in the big leagues. There's only 40 guys on the roster at any time. But they're investing massive amounts of resources in the process of player development with the hopes that from time to time they're going to they're gonna develop a young star that will come and play in the big leagues. And so uh, what we take from that is that we really want to just value the process and enjoy and take joy in developing people through the process of becoming leaders. Sometimes they'll result in pastors full-time or part-time or bivocational. Sometimes they're just going to wind up being really good church members and really good uh, Sunday school leaders or deacons in our church body. And the church is better for that because we value the process over just the end result. And to jump to our next value, value number four, we want to value real responsibility over busy work. And so what we try to do is we try to give, or what we do is we give interns uh, the opportunity to handle real things so they can handle real relationships and real responsibilities and the real weight of ministry. So I have a, an example for you. So a few years ago, we had an intern. His job was in charge of making sure we had all the food for this event. And so we're going to have 300 students at this event. And so his job was to make sure we get all this food. And our budget was very limited. So what we decided to do was we were going to buy 300 tacos, 300 tacos for this event. And so he buys these tacos and it's about 45 minutes until the event's getting started. And we're like, hey, man, we, we need the food to get here. The students are about to arrive. Uh, we need to set it up. We need to get everything going. And he's like, yeah, hey, yeah, they're good to go. Um, and then finally, about 10 minutes later, the, the taco place, it was Taco Bell, they call him. And he said, hey, uh, you guys are ready. You guys can come pick up the tacos and pay for them. We have them all made, ready to go. And so the intern, he goes uh, to Taco Bell. And when he gets there, Taco Bell, they say, hey, we don't have your tacos. We don't know what you're talking about. You didn't order 300 tacos. And at that point, we have an issue. And so he finds out, he goes through his uh, call list and he found, so the event was in our, at our Green Acres campus. And so he goes through his call list. He realized that the Taco Bell he ordered these tacos from were from Green Acres, Ohio. And so not Green Acres, Florida. And Some soggy tacos, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long drive. Yeah. And so at some point, the intern, he comes back, he's defeated, he fesses up. And so luckily we have a little Caesars. We were able to order a bunch of pizza and kind of, uh, they came late, but it's okay. We were able to figure it out. But that intern, he felt the weight of that and felt the weight of uh, ordering tacos in the wrong spot. And that's one of the things they get to do. They also get a chance to teach the Bible and do various other things. So I have another quick example. Uh, we had another intern. Um, it was his second time teaching the Bible. The first time he did such a great job. So like, hey, we want you to do it again. And we prepared him. We, we coached him. And then uh, he gets up there and he's teaching. After about five minutes that he's teaching, he just stops talking. And then he just walks off 
or he says, I'm sorry, and then just walks off. And everyone's like, what in the world is going on? And so the student pastor goes up there, he prays it out, sends everyone to small groups. And he just said like, hey, I didn't prepare that well. And I just got super nervous. I didn't know what to do, except just stop. And so that's one of the things where he felt the weight of that. And uh, the next time he taught, he taught the Bible, he did such a great job. He prepared, he had way too many notes, he went overboard, but at least this time he was prepared. And that's just something we, we really value. And I think it's really important for interns to feel the weight of all those different responsibilities. And that's really going to help them grow in ministry. And that's a difficult balance too, because you, you want to give them real responsibility, but you don't want to turn over. What you're not saying is don't turn over like the entire camp planning process to a summer mm-hmm. intern who's never done it before. But you're saying, hey, give them a portion of leadership that if they don't, if they do it well, they feel like they really succeeded. And then if they order the tacos from the wrong place, <laughs> you know, you, you got to do the, the little Caesar's drive of shame, which yep. we've all done from yep. time to time. And we learn from those things too. But also, man, everybody in our organization sets up chairs and everybody, yep. you know, has to make a, a Walmart run from time to time. And so they get to do some of those things too, but not because they're interns, but that's just what it means to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. All right. So point number five, and so we're half we're, we're halfway there. Value evaluated feedback over experience. And so uh, sometimes when we talk, when you hear people talk about uh, their resume or just how they've kind of grown up in ministry, they'll say, hey, I have 10 years of experience doing something. And the longer you're around that person, you realize, well, they really have, they don't really have 10 years of experience. They really have about 18 months of experience that they've just repeated, you know, seven and a half times or whatever. And so what we're talking about is evaluated feedback, giving people, and specifically in this case, interns, a a certain set of responsibilities that they have to do and then giving them feedback, actually sit down with them and give them coaching and some feedback over what they did well and how they can improve. And then quickly giving them another opportunity to, to get back up and teach that Bible study or order tacos or, or whatever it, uh, whatever it might be. Talk to us about that because that's an important, that's an important principle in what we're trying to do. Yeah, so one of the things we want to do after every uh, event or after every responsibility that the intern was in charge of is we want to have someone from our team sit down with them and kind of walk through the steps, especially uh, there's times where there's a mistake that was made. I think something that's really important when you're uh, giving someone feedback is you can do the compliment sandwich. So give them a compliment, give them the feedback, the constructive criticism, and then give them a compliment at the end. But I think when you're giving the criticism, you really have to point out what the mistake was. And so, for example, could have been something easy as uh, the intern was in charge of the call time. All he had to do was make the call time 15 minutes earlier, and then that would have saved them from feeling rushed uh, during the event and would have saved them from feeling rushed during the Bible teaching. It would have saved them from the whole thing kind of just running long, pretty messy. And so we just got to try to to really find uh, what the issue was and really point it down. And uh, sometimes you, you kind of have to walk with the intern through through all of their uh, thinking, through their processes, how they were handling the event, and, or it could be what, whatever the responsibility was, and really just break it down for them and really help them uh, see the mistake and then give them an opportunity to try again and to not to make the same mistake twice. And so I think that's really important for interns, and, and I think that's been the most, for me, at least that's been the thing that's helped me the most. All right, so that's providing evaluated feedback over experience. Point number six is value input over output. And when we say that, we're really talking about focusing on the value the intern uh, or the team member can gain from your leadership, not what they can do uh, for you. 
And so I think that's a that's a pretty important principle because if we talk about being people developers, we're talking about creating a culture of collaboration and actually doing discipleship. We want to we want to value the input that we're putting into that person, not what they can do for us. And so we're trying to be specific about things that we teach them, the leaders that they meet, the relationships that we help them forge, the experiences that they go through, and then providing enough feedback and enough uh, margin in their schedule for them to actually process those things and extract valuable leadership lessons uh, from them. And so a part of sometimes that means just helping remove obstacles for them so that they can they can succeed and they can they can win. Yeah, I think that that's a great value in a, in a, in recruiting. Uh, this seems like the best value uh, to share because you're sharing with them kind of uh, as they come through your program the person that they can become and the experiences they're going to have and the people they're going to pour into them. And I think that goes a long way when you're sharing with with interns. Andrew, I think that's such a great point. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that no matter whether you're talking about interns or anybody, I think that's just a great recruiting principle in general. Even if you're recruiting people for high levels of service, volunteer, or even staff level positions, the idea that part of what you're going to get out of this experience is we're going to, we're going to try to make a real investment in you. That's going to translate into a deeper walk with Christ, developing your gifts in a more, you know, fully developed way or or whatever it might be, but that there's a real sense of responsibility and ownership that we take as leaders in the team and the volunteers that we're, that we're recruiting. And uh, to jump to our next value, it's a value accountability over activity. And so there was one time I was driving on the road I was down in Miami, and for some reason I couldn't find a sports uh, radio show on FM, so I went to AM, which uh, I know is slowly kind of going away. And there was this coach on there, and he was being interviewed. And the interviewer, they asked the coach, he said, hey, how do you get these high-level players to buy into accountability? Like, how do you get them to, to wake up early, to follow your meal plan, to show up to all the practices? How do you get them to buy into that? And I thought the coach's answer was very was very wise, and I thought it was very interesting. And he said, it's actually easy for them to buy into the accountability that, that I give them because they know that I'm the one that's going to help them become the player that they ultimately want to be. They know that when they follow my accountability structure, that they're going to become the person that they know that they know they can be, and they can uh, kind of realize all their skills and just become the best player possible that they can. And after he mentioned that, it reminded me of Ephesians chapter 3. And so at the end of Ephesians chapter 3, uh, Paul, he's sharing this prayer and he's praying over the church of Ephesus. And he specifically prays for five things. He's praying for them to defeat the inner man. He's praying for them to dwell with Jesus, live a life where they're dwelling with Jesus. He's praying for them to be grounded in love so that no matter what they go, go through, they're just stuck in God's love. He's praying for them to experience the fullness of God, and he's praying for them to for and he's praying for God to do abundantly more uh, with their lives than they could have ever imagined. And so I think that's important because all of us as believers, uh, we want God to do with our lives abundantly more than anything we could have ever imagined. And all of us want to be at that point, and all of us want to experience that. But what Paul is kind of sharing is that for you to get there, you need to do these other four things. You need to defeat the inner man, dwell with Jesus, uh, be grounded in his love, and live out the, the characteristics of God. And I think for the what we do is we provide accountability for the first four things so that God can come come along and do the fifth thing. And so that's ultimately where we want to be, and that's why we press heavy into accountability. Yeah, that's so great. And I think it's, what I think is so great about what you said is uh, having a plan that actually helps that person. It doesn't just fill up their calendar. You're actually trying to help them spur them on, become more like Christ and to be more effective 
uh, in the kingdom. All right, point number eight is value customization over standardization. And what we mean by that is uh, you're developing real people. So uh, sometimes uh, people want to have a very rigid kind of understanding of what leadership development is, but every person is different. And so as much as possible, we want to try to create some customized experiences for each individual. And we, we have some certainly some principles that undergird all that we do. And we try to keep some schedules the same and things like that. But uh, really want to kind of press into the idea that every person is different and as much as possible, try to create a customized experience for every every person, every college boy or girl that is is in the program based off of their goals and their giftedness and their experiences and try to match that up with real needs that you have and real abilities that you might have to to actually add value to to them and their walk with walk with the Lord. And uh, one of the ways we've done that for the past few years in our internship is we created different layers of leadership. And so that when interns come come back uh, to our internship, they're not going to do the same exact thing that they did the summer before. They're going to get a different level of leadership. And uh, sometimes that's what brings the intern back is they just want to experience this higher level of leadership and get a chance to, to lead some of the other interns. And uh, to jump to value number nine, it's a value whole church exposure over staff only exposure. And so one of the things we do, we just did it this past Sunday, is uh, we had all of our interns, we we brought them all to the front, and we just prayed for them. And we said, hey, these are our interns for the summer. And it's such an encouraging thing for our church to be a part of, because what we end up doing is our congregation, they end up hiring some of these interns for the summer, part-time jobs. Uh, we don't pay our interns, and so our congregation, they, they help us, and they hire some of these interns, helps them make some money. Also, what we do is we want to connect interns with as many families that will provide a home-cooked meal. And so uh, this is a great time for interns just to be with high-level families that we value and that we think it's going to be awesome for them to be connected to. And so we try to do everything we can just for our church to see all of these interns. And I think our church has grown a culture of uh, seeing these interns and seeing them in leadership and seeing them try out different things. And one of the things I've noticed is our church is very uh, gracious. Uh, whenever an intern is in charge of something or whenever an intern is kind of leading something, our church is gracious and they're behind them and they're very encouraging to them. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch our church family kind of catch a vision for this ministry. And like you said, come alongside them, encourage them. They get excited when they get a chance to do something on the platform or or lead an event or speak at something. And then they're, you know, they're coming up with their own ideas of how to bless them, how to give them opportunities, help them network and create job opportunities. And so it has been really fun to watch them get excited about the ministry and really partner with us in a whole different kind of way. Uh, the last value is just simply to have fun and to make memories, right? We want to, of course, we facilitate some of that. We try to budget for some of that. But, uh, man, if you recruit the right people, if they're fun and they kind of fit the culture of your team, it doesn't take a whole lot for uh, you know college-age students to, to have fun. And they're really just kind of middle school students that have a little bit more of a budget and a little That's bit exactly more self-control, right? <laughs> right? So they, they do some silly stuff and they have a lot of fun, but they – but it's important to remember they are in their college students. We want this experience to be enjoyable and fun. And and hopefully whether they move to South Florida and help us plant churches or whether this is just, just a, a summer or two, that's a bigger part of their resume. Hopefully they always will have a soft place in their heart for our church and our team and our context and our community. And honestly, I think that that's really easy to create in college students. And I think that all of our listeners all of our churches. That's one of the that's one of the things that you probably do best with your team is to have fun and to make memories. And so, man, it's so much more fun and so much more enjoyable when you can pull people in to those experiences. Andrew, any final thoughts before we 
to sign off? Yeah, I just want to just emphasize, I know starting a leadership program uh, may be difficult to get kickstarted, but I really do believe in the value of it. Again, I think about my own story, think about where I was 10 years ago, and just seeing how God has developed me and just the leaders and leadership programs I've been a part of and uh, just to, to get to do what I do now. So it's been it's been a great experience. And so I just want to encourage you to uh, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. I think that's a very important thing for your church to just start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. And just want to close and just uh, just say, hey, God is the multiplier. Do what you can and uh, just trust God to multiply it. Yeah, it's a great way to close. Thanks so much. And we'll kick back over to you, Pastor Jimmy and Leslie. So there you have it. You know, sometimes, Leslie, I think people listen to these podcasts and they think, well, I could never do that because Family Church is a big church and they probably have a big budget and they probably just, you know, have all of these resources that we don't have. I want you to know that that is not true. You can do exactly what we're doing at Family Church at your own scale and in the level that fits your own church. You just need to start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. That's right. And like you like to say, God is the multiplier. He is the multiplier. And I pray for all of our listeners that God has used this season to pour rocket fuel on your mind and on your heart and on the strategy that you're pursuing at your church in your context. We're going to go ahead and take a break for a few months, and then we'll be back with great content for everybody. And so for now, I'm Jimmy Scroggins signing off for Leslie Bennett, Derek Simpson, and Andrew Hernandez. This has been Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We want to connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.